What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 75. I'm your host, Riley, joined by Andy Nesbitt. Today up, is a little untraditional. Hey, what's up? Hi. Hi. Uh, today's a little untraditional. It's Wednesday morning, as you guys are listening to this, and we have a special guest with us. We do. It was a great he was, one. He was the best. He's very funny. Told the awesome stories. We were only supposed to have him for like 10 minutes. He stayed on for, I think, almost like 40, which is pretty cool. Mr. Harry Higgs, PGA Tour professional, um, top five at the PGA Championship. More importantly, top four at the PGA Championship. And you'll know that once you listen to the conversation. Yeah. But it was awesome to talk to Harry. He told us great stories about how that top four got him into the Masters, taking his dad golfing at Augusta. And uh, it was just everything you want from Harry Higgs. So just enjoy this uh, interview, interview we had with him. Yep. Enjoy it, guys. All right, folks, today we are joined by Mr. Harry Higgs, PGA Tour professional, and one of the guys that teed it up in the Shorties Classic down in Austin, Texas, Joel Damon, Harivana III, Pat Perez. Harry, it looked like a good old time with the boys, and I'm assuming that had something to do with the presenting sponsor being involved. Yeah, um, there were there was plenty of Tito's on hand, and uh, Tito's for their first crack at uh, kind of a, an event that that includes some you know tour pros as they're the official vodka of the pga tour uh they they certainly know how to put on a an event slash uh party it was it was a ton of fun uh butler 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 pitch and putt they, they were a great host as well it was it was a really cool place to go and hang with your you know it'd be a great place to go and hang with your buddies and maybe have a couple titos and and just kind of hit a few fun little shots and and you know, maybe play a little gambling game. Um, no, we, we certainly had a whole lot of fun. I, I'm, I probably more than anybody, uh, you know, I, and I think I can speak for all of us. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, um, how this is shown on television. Um, cause there were a few, uh, a few cocktails had, and there were a few probably expletives thrown out. I would imagine the, uh, the bleep button will be used a lot. Uh, but we had a lot of fun and it was, you know, all, all for a good cause, all, all of us, you know, raising money for, for certain charities, but, uh, it was a blast for sure. Tito's knows how to throw a party. We need more drinking and swearing in golf. I've been saying that for a long time. I watch professional golf every weekend and if there was more drinking and swearing, it'd be fantastic. Well, (laughs) there's plenty of swearing. (laughs) Uh, do not think there's much drinking if any, um, there's plenty of swearing. I mean, I do it more than anybody. Um, The drinking part, I'm not, I really do not like to drink while I play. Uh, And I don't know that many of us do. I think all of us, maybe a handful of guys, uh, Joel Damon would be one of them. Mm. We we are not very good when we drink. Now, granted, we can, you know, put the, like, I want to be good all the time away and just have a couple drinks and and go out and have fun with our friends. But like, we're, we're in the business of being good and playing good and hitting good shots and shooting good scores. I don't love not doing that all the time. And if I start drinking, it's hard for me to like, I have to make a concerted effort. Like, okay, this is supposed to be fun. It's okay. If I hit bad shots, I start to chunk it. So I'll start just kind of like, I'll hit a five iron, like 30 yards. Um, And that's just not, to me, that's just not that fun. Um, But yeah, it would be, it would be fun, I guess, maybe see who maybe have a requisite, you know, two drinks each nine holes and uh, and see who wins on tour. You just explained my Saturday morning weekly game, by the way. I drink a couple <laughs> of shots, drinks, and I'm chunking it all around the course. So. Yeah. 
I'm Saturday. I'm maybe I'll listen to you and not have a couple of those pops. And when that car girl comes, it's so hard to say no. You know, oh, like, yeah. I, go the, I go into the round like I'm not drinking this week, and all of a sudden you hear that cart girl coming around the corner. You're like, yep. all right, all the Tito's and soda. Let's go. Yep, you, they've got a good program. They they will get it out of you. <laughs> and me, it's actually kind of funny. A couple weeks ago, when me and Andy were talking about the match. And I mean, the Bryson and Brooks thing fell a little bit flat, if you want to call it that, just because, you know, sure didn't interact with each other and all that kind of stuff. This seems like it is the perfect environment. They got the perfect foursome of guys to go out there and do that. We said, get Max on one, get Kiz on one, get Harry on one and just let them go. This seems like it's going to be awesome. I can't. Yeah, this was I, I, you know, I appreciate that calling all of us perfect. I don't think any of us would really agree. Now the four of us together can be trouble. Um, and <laughs> then they I did know. just kind of like, it wasn't, Hey, do this. Hey, say this. Hey, you know, make sure to do this. And, you know, there were probably what 300 people there watching. Um, we, <clears throat> they, they picked, they picked the format uh, with it being Wolf, but that was a perfect thing. Cause then, you know, some of us would go alone. Some of us won't. It was, it, it was a lot of fun and they did like, it was just total, uh, you guys entertain the people here and entertain the cameras. Um, it, it was good. It was, it, it was, I think pretty much perfect. We'll see. Uh, there may be, there may be a few more of these throughout the year. Um, and we'll see if, if I'm included or if the four of us are included again, but yeah, just like you said, there's, you know, Max would be good. Kisner would be perfect at this. Um, it, it was a, it was a good crew. Uh, Joel and I are really good friends. Harold's a really good friend, and then Pat's the old guy. Um, but Pat, no one needles like Pat. He is he is a Hall of Fame needler. He is. You can tell why he's been on tour for what seems like a hundred years. Um, he he gives and he takes it. He takes it well too. Um, no, it was it was a ton of fun. Uh, speaking of a ton of fun, I wanted to go back to last year, um, and I think I think too many people sadly focus on Phil Mickelson's win at the PGA Championship and don't talk enough about your T4, your, your fourth place finish there at Kiwa. What did that finish mean to you, and uh, do you feel overshadowed a bit by Phil's win? Yeah, and, you know, rightfully so. I mean, Phil won a major at 50-plus. Um, you know, I finished Sunday and didn't really realize how – well, I knew I knew what kind of position I was in, but didn't really realize, didn't really put two and two together that like hey, those holes are hard. If these guys, now granted, they'd be about three guys would need to play the last four, five, six holes and two, three over par, but that was doable. Um, not so much on Sunday the wind switch, but yeah, no, I mean I rushed home just to watch the you know to the house that we were renting for the week uh, just to watch. It. I mean it was history. So yeah, rightfully so that Phil overshadowed it. Yeah, I say that tongue in cheek, by the way, but yeah. I think fourth place finish <laughs> yeah. is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. What, what does that fourth place finish do? Do you get any exemptions or anything from that from from yeah, a top so five? I'm, I'm in I'm in the first two majors. I'm in the Masters and I'm in yeah. the PGA uh come next year. Yeah, very, very excited about Hell that. Yeah. My dad and my brother and I took a trip uh just after my 30th birthday. I'm getting old. Damn. Uh, down to Augusta and played. So that was that was really, really cool. Um what yeah, was that like? Tell us what's that like. Take us into Augusta with your with your father, especially your without the cameras on. Like that must be crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was. We had a great uh, a great member hosting us too. It was, um, you know, flew flew in Monday, stayed on site Monday, played Tuesday. You know, had dinner Monday night, took a tour of 
darn near what felt like everything, but I'm sure there's a ton of other things that we never, never saw or never will see. Um, yeah. So it, it, my brother's also my caddy too. Um, so it, 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 I played terribly too, not really terribly, but I didn't make a birdie, uh, for the first 18 holes we played 18 and then we went out and played the back nine, but you just don't even really like, you're just, you're kind of in la la land. You're just looking around. You're not really focused on anything that you're trying to do. And then also for me, just to see, you know, my dad and my brother's excitement. Um, and I mean, my dad, this was the f- end of the first week of December. He still is talking about it constantly. You know, all of his buddies, it's, you know, they're talking Augusta all the time, all the time. We bought, I would felt like everything in the pro shop, each, you know, all three of us individually. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. It, not to say that, I mean, it was that once in a lifetime experience, especially playing with my dad, my brother, but it's still to me as a competitor and a professional golfer, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it felt flat because it didn't like you still even had some nerves, but there's the whole time you're just looking forward to, to April there. Right. Like I, I, the, my dad's excitement level was not matched by me because you know, I would match his excitement level come the second week of April. That's when, for me, that's when all the juice comes in, right? It's like, oh, okay, this is actually, yeah, we're we're playing the Masters now. Um, no, it could, it, you know, it was, it, words can't describe how great it was. Um, you know, my brother has done a lot for me, so to repay him, although I do pay him. Um, but, yeah, I've never... You know, you don't, you don't get to pay back your parents for what they what all they've done for you. And, you know, when you turn 30, you finally start to realize, like, holy crap, they did a lot. And, oh, my God, my dad was right almost all the time. I can't tell him that. So don't say anything. Um, but, yeah, to, to pay him back with with, a, you know, a trip to Augusta that he'll remember forever was was really pretty cool. How did your dad do on the first tee? He, so he, he's not a great golfer. Um, he's actually quite bad, uh, but he, he hits it. Like he just hits it really low, which isn't great out there, especially this time of year. Right. It's a lit, you know, it's just a little softer. It's not as fast as we'll see it in April, but I mean, he hits, I think he hit every fairway. Like he just doesn't, he doesn't swing it fast enough, fly it in the air far enough to like get it offline. So he just kind of dribbles it along. Um, you know, we were we were really worried when we first got to the 12 for the old man to get it over Ray's Creek. Um, and he did. I, we we all joked it was the best shot that he hit all day was he flew it over the creek. Now, granted, he flew, <laughs> flew it over the creek, and hit it way left and we didn't find the ball, but it got, it was over the creek. Details. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was awesome, man. It, it you can't really, you know, you, you and I mean, I'm, you know, try to try to put it into words to friends that knew I was there and, you know, they want to sit, especially, you know, over the holiday season, going back and seeing family and friends, you just, it's one of those places, right? You just can't really describe what you can't accurately describe what it was like. And to see, you know, to see my dad and my brother who have had both had a huge hand in, in my success. And then also, you know, the pride for me was, you know, being able to share this with them, uh, being able to be the one, you know, and then also look forward to, you know, what we're going to share come come April when playing in the Masters is 
it was just, it was just sweet. I mean, it was, it was definitely the best Christmas present I got anybody this year. Yeah. Yeah. You never have to give your dad a present ever again. No, I don't. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I assume that's probably going to be the most nervous you'll ever be on a first tee. Yeah. I I cannot wait. It's a, it's a three wood off that first tee, man. It just is. There's just everything pinches in, you know, it's kind of three wood, seven or eight iron. But I will on Thursday at least I will not be hitting three wood. It's just like you need it off the ground. You need to tee it up, you know. And it's just that's just kind of part of it. You're just gonna, I'm just gonna have to probably hit a little chippy cut driver and go. Um, yeah, I mean I can't wait. I cannot wait to feel how basically how nervous you're gonna be. And if anybody ever said any professionals ever said they're not nervous, they don't ever feel nervous. That's just a total BS lie. There's no way. You know, we all love it. I you have the conversation with amateur, you know, handicapped golfers back home. Oh, how do you how do you deal with the nerves? What do you do? Like it seems like you guys are never nervous. We're always nervous. We just are literally always nervous. So we have ways to deal with it. Um, and it usually <laughs> involves like an expletive, you know, basically screw this. I'm just gonna show off for these people. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's just simple little things to to solve it and fix it. But uh, no, I can't. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait for you know. I'm gonna be nervous on Monday when I tee it up during the tournament week. Um, you know, come Thursday, Lord knows how. You know, you're gonna. I'm gonna be. That'll be one of the shots I hit while shaking. I'm sure. And I've hit probably about six to eight shots shaking in in two and a half plus years. I can't even We're, imagine what that feeling is yeah. gonna be like. We're, we're masters geeks, golf geeks, obviously, and so we're we're sorry to harp on this one tournament. No, do you know where you were when you realized when you got the fourth place finish that oh my god, I just punched a ticket to the Masters. Yeah, so I knew, and I was under the impression that it was a top four finish in any major gets you into all the other majors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we finished at Kiowa. I remember looking, looking at the leaderboard. I want to say there was one on. 15 behind 15 T and I was in third. Um, and I hit a good drive on 15. I hit a, I pull hooked a wedge into another bunker. I hit one green on the back nine, um, and didn't make a bogey. I got everything up and down. Um, I hit a really nice bunker shot on 15 to like six feet, made it again. And then they moved the tee up on 16, a par five. I drove it way down there. And the, the one thing I, I remember, you know, saying, or taking away from Kiowa besides, you know, almost winning a major in my first ever start in one. And then <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I thought the moment of my year last year was we had to wait for the green to clear that, you know, they moved the tee up on a par five. And I think it was like two twenty five ish to the flag downwind off the right. And I remember my brother and I just standing there for a while, you know, we got the number. We both know that basically this is a, you know, let it ride the wind, draw six iron or hold the wind a little bit, you know, cut it up into it just for a second, and, you know, and hit a five. And as the green was clearing, I was playing with Richie Wierenski. He was just a few yards behind me. He hit. And then I remember telling my brother, like, we need to, we need to make a decision here that gives us the best chance to make a three, make an eagle, because we with it. Uh, I mean, even with a four, but with a three, like we have a legitimate chance of winning this golf tournament. I think the lead was five at the time and I was two under. I thought that was freaking awesome that you get to, you know, turn to your brother and say that in your first ever major. Like that was looking back, reflecting back on it. That was awesome. 
yeah, yeah that's nuts yeah you know fast forward i made a i made a crazy kind of a bad par and then i made two nice pars on on the last couple holes but i was in i think when i finished i was in fifth there were some guys that had made some birdies that were you know just either tied with me or just behind me so thinking you're in fifth okay great i mean sure you know let's hope that i get one more i remember doing an interview and saying i think they asked me then do you know what it you know what a top four finish would mean i absolutely like i am I'm a golf nerd. Like I know what these things mean. I was wrong. I thought it got me into, you know, the U S open and the, and the, and the open, but I mean, I was partially right. So I said, yes. I said, you know, look, I don't want to be the guy that roots for other guys to make bogeys, but I'm definitely rooting for guys to make bogeys as, as they finish. And I went in and I cleaned my locker out, uh, really quick. I got in our car, in the car and drove home with, uh, dad and brother and girlfriend. And we, we, zoom back to the house, turn the golf on. And we are, I mean, my brother and I have done this before when you, you know, finish on a Friday around the cut line or anything. I mean, we are locked in the, the golf is on every device who's hitting what, where, and you know, as much as we love Kiowa, the, the, the cell service was not that great. So it was a little spotty and it was driving me nuts. So I got up and made a drink. I sit back down on the couch and I have the drink right next to me. And I, pull my phone up at the time and I'm in third. There are two guys that are beating me and they are now they're playing some downwind holes, but those holes are hard. And I'm just sitting there looking at this drink. Like I, I cannot, I can't drink this. I mean, I might have to go back here for a playoff. If, if Phil hits one on the beach and, and Brooks, you know, doesn't, I wasn't planning on Brooks really messing anything up because he feels like he wins every major he plays in or has a great chance to. So, the, and then they, they made a couple birdies, Phil and Brooks. So I kind of knew, all right, the drink is safe. I could have a couple drinks of the drink. Um, I won't have to get back in the car and get ready for a playoff. But now we're pulling hard for I, – I think I was I think I was in fourth with, like, everybody had, like, two or three holes left to go. So I needed to dodge a couple birdies on that par five that I messed up. And then 17 and 18, although downwind, I mean, 17 – you're just not going to hit. It was a right flag. There's water, right? It was 235. You're not going to, you're probably not going to make two there. 18 was a tough fairway to hit with it being downwind. It rolls into the rough. Um, and then the rough was thick where it was. So you're probably not going to see many birdies there. I believe it was uh, Louie and Kevin Streelman. And if Kevin Streelman had, I dodged a bunch of bullets and I was in fourth and Streelman was one behind me. In 18 fairway, we were tracking on the app to see where they weren't showing him. You know, they didn't show any shots I hit. They weren't showing Streelman and probably shouldn't because Louie like had a chance to win the golf tournament with a big finish. They showed Louie hit his second shot into 18 and they never showed Streelman. So Louie's ball, Louie's ball lands. He hits it to like 20 feet. And on the, in the top right corner of the television, we couldn't get the app to load fast enough to see where Streelman had hit it. If Streelman had hold out, we were out of the Masters. If he had made, you know, birdie, we're fine. In the top right corner and on the back right side of the green, we saw his ball. Yeah. And we just we just went nuts. Everybody's hugging, high-fiving. And then and then the party, you know, we were, and rightfully so, you know, celebrating a, a top five in a major. But getting into the Masters, I thought it got me, still at the time, I thought it got me into every major. We 
did a little calculus on that and realized, well, I'm only in the masters and, and next year's PGA, which is fine. I got plenty of time to work on the other open championships. Um, but yeah, a big old party ensued. Um, uh, Joel actually came over. He, he texted me, said, you know, God, I wish I could, I wish I pulled it up, but he texted me like something. I know you're getting a bunch of con- congratulatory texts right now. This is the most important text that you'll, you're going to receive in the next two hours, the text from Joel. I need your address right now. We need to party. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, kicked a bunch of the ones that I was, you know, quickly trying to reply to people, you know, thank you so much. Appreciate all the support. I quickly texted Joel our address and he was over in like an hour, brought a bunch of booze. We ordered some cheeseburgers and just sat there and drank and just kind of reflected on how cool it is that, you know, come April of next year, I'm, I'm going to be playing. Yeah. So you do I'm remember where you were when you found out. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think I'll ever not remember. Um, you know, I knew the whole back nine. I'm sure if you get my brother on, he he would say things were a little tense. I was constantly, you Kia, you, where you're kind of hitting a bunch of shots to where you, and Pete die, where, where you can't really see the ball finish, you know, and those are usually good shots at, at Pete die courses. You want to just get it to disappear. So I would hit a shot and I was hitting a lot of nice shots, but I was constantly telling my brother, like, where do you think that is? Where do you think that is on the walk up? Where do you think it is? He's like, Harry, I think it's fine. Um, I yelled at him on 12. I was like, why'd you, why'd you tell me I could hit it in that bunker? That's just like, that looks like a hard bunker shot. What, what, what do we do? I could it. And then I hit it out, you know, like a 20 yard bunker shot into the window, like a foot. And he's like, well, that's why, you know? And so we just kept going, kept saving par, kept saving par, kept saving par. Um, you know, I replay the finish on the last three holes over in my head. I would have, I would have loved to have that, that six iron back from the fairway I hit a good shot on 16. I hit a good shot. I just started a little too far left and overdrew it with the wind uh, and then hit a nice pitch and just, I don't know, the wind blew it out of the hole or something. Who knows? It didn't, it didn't go in. I would have loved to have seen what I would have done on 17 um, <laughs> after having made an Eagle on 16 to get within one. I, I, I like to think in my mind that I would have stood there and probably drawn it off the water to that flag. And, and like, you know what? I plan on having many more chances like this, but you never know. Like, let's, let's try yeah, to win like, this thing right here and now. Uh, <laughs> I probably still would have done what I did and, you know, late bailed and flip hooked it into that bunker, which was fine. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a, a highlight of, of my year. And then to be rewarded with a, a trip to Augusta this year. I, I'm I'm looking forward to majors, man. I've I'm only I'm only got one, but I've I've had good experiences in in uh, majors so far. And I just noticed the hat you're wearing is very fitting for this. Yeah, yeah, I think I got yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got go. coffee with, with it on today. Yeah, you should see. I got a guest room full of. Augusta yeah, how much money gear. did you spend at that uh, uh, Masters gear? I, I I'm a, I don't know if I'm ashamed to to give it a number, but I made three separate trips into the pro shop. We were there for a day and a half, and yeah. each trip, uh, the amount included a comma. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that stuff there isn't all that expensive. Like they they still sell shirts. It's it a lot really of stuff. Not, but man, they got a lot of stuff, and it's just constant. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll take one of those. I'll take one of those. I'll take one of those. Uh, a lot of them turn into Christmas gifts. You know, I didn't have yes. to do any Christmas shopping because I could just buy a bunch of stuff and just start giving it out. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was, I mean, the whole experience was just even, you know, playing there in December was just incredible. I cannot wait to, yeah. to experience what it's like, you know, when, when the tournament and the green jacket is being rewarded. Have it's you been be there so for the tournament before? Like not yeah, playing had, like in attendance? I had gone um, two years in a row, just on a Monday, just for a practice okay. round. Um, so yeah, I have, have, have gotten eyes on it and it is, I mean, it's vastly different than when you're just, you know, standing on the outside, you know, it's very different when you're walking around seeing, seeing kind of all the shots. Um, seven was one of the holes that surprised me how small the green is. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever saw seven while I was there. Uh, I mean, 13 is, I, I personally don't think they need to move that tee back. I know the whole place plays easy, but <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big fan of drawing the ball. I don't know how the heck you get that ball in that fairway. I mean, it's, how guys get it up where they get it to, because you have to hit it like dead straight for 280 yards. And then it has to put on its left-hand blinker. Like, I don't get it. I, I guess guys just bombing over the trees there, uh, but there's a lot of trees over there on that left. Like they, you got to get lucky to get it through some of those. Um, that was cool. 12 is 12 is awesome. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was just, it was a great day and it wasn't even, you know, it, it was kind of not as great as well, I wouldn't say not as great as I thought it would be. It exceeded all expectations, but I'm, you know, walking around the whole day thinking, Oh my God, this is going to be awesome yeah, when I'm here in April. Right. Is it, is it wild to play it with nobody there? Like just, it's just quiet. Yeah. I, it was, it's very quiet. Yeah. There were three other groups. Maybe we got a good day too. It was like 60 degrees, no wind and sunny. There were, but there were three other groups there. I mean, it's, it's just kind of like your, your playground for the day. Right. I mean, we, we, we teed off, we finished 18, we had lunch on the, uh, you know, I don't want to mess up the name, but just outside at the, at the tables, I don't know whether Terrace or veranda. Um, and then we just, we just motored down the back nine again. We played 27 holes. Like it's Man. just, it's, it's a giant playground. I mean, it is. And it, and the, the whole thing, like you, you know, if you've been, you know, but you you cannot appreciate what it's actually like until you are there. Yeah, uh, it's it's a tree. It's the mecca of golf. You know, they they have this this lovely tournament every year, and and the golf course is beyond. You know, it, it exceeds all expectation for sure. You know, your time you got you got stuff to do today, and we appreciate your time here. I, I'd yeah. ask you, you have a lot of fun with Phil Mickelson on social media. Do you have a best Phil Mickelson story that you can share? Yeah, I think I shared it um, before, but I'm happy to do it again. We were uh, the BMW. So after, you know, the first playoff event at uh, the Northern Trust at Liberty National, we, you know, we're, we're talking back and forth on, on social media before and we set up our, you know, our Tuesday match, um, I guess, Phil won or finished second in the, in the pit. And I think he owes a lot of that to me and, you know, all the stuff. I'm totally kidding. I mean, the man won a major, so I'm pretty sure that's how he got it. Um, but I mean, that was enjoyable, but then the next, you know, fast forward the next week, I played my, my way into the tournament. Uh, you know, Phil unfortunately missed the cut, but I guess, fortunately for me, I got to play, you know, actual golf with him uh, at, you know, Thursday, Friday at the BMW as me, Ryan Palmer and Phil and on the, it, this all occurred on the fourth hole, but we, you know, we tee off on one and all these people are like, Ryan's a good, a good friend and all these people, 
watching us play, you know, watching Phil play. And Ryan and I are sitting there joking, like, hey man, let's 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 we'll bet a hundred dollars here these next two days. <laughs> Whoever, you know, says good shot Harry or go Harry or go Ryan or great shot Ryan, you know, that counts as one. If if they, if anybody out here ever mentions your name other than family, that counts and we'll we'll keep the counter up. So Ryan and I are just enjoying it. We both got off to decent starts and we get to the fourth hole. Fourth hole's a par five. <laughs> Ryan and I both, I think, I think Phil was last. Ryan and I both um, tee off and Ryan and I are just hanging out. We're trying to, I don't know what it's like to play golf with Phil. I'm sure Ryan, you know, Ryan does. I'm just kind of hanging out with Ryan trying to, okay, is Phil going to be a talker? And even if he's not a talker, I'm going to get it out of him anyway. I just don't know when I'm going to do it. Um, so Ryan and I tee off on this par five and then Phil, and Tim are talking through, you know, his tee shot. And, and Phil goes <laughs> to Tim, Tim, do you like, and I mean, this is, I thought this was pretty loud. There's a bunch of people on the tee and no one really reacted, but <laughs> Phil goes to Tim, Tim, do you like stock or nasty here? Talking about how he's going to hit <laughs> the, his tee shot. And Tim doesn't miss a beat and goes like, Phil, it's just a stock one. We got plenty to get there after a good stock one. He goes, okay, okay. And Phil, you know, goes through his routine and, you know, we're standing off to the side and damn left-handers mess it all up. And I shit you not, Phil hits it. This is not stock. Hits it, you know, big recoil. And he, the man grunted. I mean, he hit it so hard, he grunted. And to, to Phil's credit, he flew it like 340 right down the middle. Like it, he didn't, like this was hit fall. shit. <laughs> And Ryan and I, you know, we, he hits and we just immediately start walking and we're, we're both like 15 years off to tee and we look at each other and just start laughing. It's like, that really wasn't much of stock, huh? And Ryan just go, yeah, it's just, you know, Phil being Phil. And we, we eventually came, we, we didn't give it to Phil, but we eventually came to Tim, I think on like eight as you know, we, we kind of had a moment of quiet and Phil was off doing whatever he was doing. And we're like, Tim, you know, what happened back on four? Like that, that couldn't have been the stock one you were asking for. And he just kind of shook his head. And said, yeah. You know, you pros, you guys never listen. Um, I just, I never thought in a million years that I would ever hear anything like that on a golf course. Um, but then that's also discredit to, to Phil and all the crazy stuff he's capable of doing uh, and, and willing to try too, right? Like, yeah. And I don't think I'll ever hear that again on a golf course. Uh, stock or nasty. <laughs> stock or nasty. And Tim was dying on that stock one man he wanted it so bad just phil just get one in the fairway we can get there you know it was kind of driver and a hybrid under the green it wasn't it's not a long hole uh but yeah sure enough phil flew it like 340 and i think he flipped like a six iron under the green and made an easy birdie i mean to his credit made an easy birdie uh, just picture him in the sunglasses he takes like a sip of his coffee like do you want it nasty or yeah he still has the, the coffee was still was still rolling. Uh, you know, this was early. We teed off on one. You know, this is early. The fourth hole, the whole thing, man. It was, it was something else. And <laughs> he's a treat. He is a treat to 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 play golf with. Um, you know, it's fun going back and forth with him. I mean, he's kind of the king of social media now, and it, you know, he's he's new to it. Um, Phil's got some good needle. I still give it to Pat Perez, the all-time needler. Um, Phil's got some good, some good, uh, some good quips though. He can, he can bury you if, if he needs to. 
one more last one before we get you out of here. Yeah. Are you are you putting the stealth in the bag when you get I back? Am, yes. Yeah, this was and it's not that I haven't enjoyed all the new tailor-made drivers when they come out. This was the first one that like I hit, you know, they kind of spec'd it out similar to what I had before and I hit and immediately saw a jump. I mean, it it, it is definitely faster. I'm working to get a little stronger and a little faster anyway with kind of Augusta in mind. I'm not doing, you know, Bryson-esque stuff, just a mile an hour or two over the course of the next few months. Uh, but I got a nice jump using the the stealth um, just even even here now, you know, just at home testing it and everything. It's good, man. I, I, I like it. I know they pay me to say that, but I like legitimately <laughs> – legitimately immediately saw a difference. Um, and then to, you know, know some of the guys that have worked on this, this, uh, you know, carbon wood, the different, different materials and all this is kind of all above my pay grade, but, uh, to see their excitement about how, how good and how like custom and personalized it can be and how, how much it can help all of us. And I'm sure, you know, everybody at home was, was really cool. And then to see that match up with like, Oh yeah. Holy cow. This is, this is really good. Um, uh, yeah, I, I've enjoyed it so far. I'm excited to, I'm excited to get to use it. I don't, I guess Tory is the first one, the first big ballpark that you kind of start need to, you need to kind of start bombing it. Then I'm going to play, uh, Sony and, and Palm Springs before that, which is just, you don't really, you just get it somewhere in the fairway and make a bunch of birdies. Um, no, it's, it's, it's full go for me and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a skeptic, but I sometimes take a little longer to use the new one. Uh, you know, just, I know what works and I've got, you know, the one before worked really well, but this one I saw a, a nice jump immediately. Right. And it's hard to go to something that's like just so different. Like it's crazy. Like what yeah. they did with this new one. Yeah. Now again, this is kind of all way above my pay grade. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, and now I don't know, I don't really remember what the other one felt like. Cause I hadn't hit it in a, in a couple months. Um, I like, I really like the feel and the sound too. And those are kind of like weird, intricate mm -hmm. things some care about and others don't at all. I don't know that I do care about them, but I guess that was kind of one of the first things that jumped out at me. It was like, gosh, this feels it's, I like when they feel like almost more wooden. Um, I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you if I've ever hit a persimmon wood and I'm glad I don't have to, but, uh, this certainly feels wooden and then it's just it's just simply faster and that's just kind of what i mean even even people at home that i play golf with are 20 handicaps all they really want to do is just hit it further um so this has certainly helping me hit it a little further and then i'm going to give it a little bit more you know i'm going to i'm going to get a little stronger and, and work to hit it a little harder anyway um uh, but to to see a jump without having to do anything especially <laughs> after probably putting on 10 pounds over the holidays and, and not really doing a whole lot of uh, exercise and movement and everything. And to see the club, like actually do some of the work for me was, was pretty cool. Nice. All right, Harry. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll thanks, see you Harry. at the Sony next week. Um, right. Everybody check out Shorty's classic tomorrow, Wednesday, 7 PM Eastern. It's going to be awesome. Harry. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's going to be like. I it's, can't uh, wait. Yeah, if you're gonna watch with your kids, you might have to mute it a couple times. Um, but no, this is this will be a lot of fun. I I will be tuning in just with everybody else. I, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, thanks, thanks man. See you guys. Happy New Year. You Happy too. Year. All right, guys, that was Harry Higgs. Shout out to him for coming on the show. It was awesome to chat with him about everything. Uh, Andy, this is a little weird. 
We don't usually drop podcasts on Wednesdays. We'll be back to our regular, regularly scheduled program next Tuesday to talk about the Sony Open, the first full field event of 2022. Yeah, and hopefully this season we get more golfers like Harry on because it's fun to fun as hell to talk to guys like that. It was, and he's the best. So he was awesome. Again, I was shout out. goosebumps there when he was talking about the Augusta with his dad. What yeah, I can I can't imagine bringing your dad like the and that's only what the second time he was ever at Augusta and to bring your dad yeah. second time, unbelievable. I was getting goosebumps literally when he was talking about it. like God, what that day must have been like. Good for them. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So shout out Harry for coming on the show, and me and Andy will catch you guys next Tuesday to talk about the Sony Open. See ya.